1: It's the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night. About it. a real C's fan wouldn't wanna live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East, and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the other guys are going plan a vacation. Plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and jay King. Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring. The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear. Well-respected in the city, like Russell's career. It's Rain raining Jay, Millis.
0: Welcome back. This is the Locked On Podcast. I want to thank you for making it part of your daily routine. We're here for you Monday through Friday. Today's a very special show. It's a Tuesday show. And we're the Rain Jays. John Corral is here from MassLive.com, joined by the kid, Jay King of The Athletic. Why is it so special? Because get got a nice little request, and we want to shout out uh, our buddy, George Wright, who sent out this tweet, said he and his son, Charlie, he goes, My son Charlie and I listen to the Rain Jays every day on our way to school for three years now. Three years! Tomorrow, he sent this, so Tuesday is his last day of fifth grade. Uh, last day of fifth grade trips together, wondering if you could give him a mention on the pod. It would be a great end to the year. Well, we are nothing if not here for the people. So
1: this made my day.
0: This is super, super cool.
1: It honestly made my day. Like The fact that a father and his son would build it into their routine to listen to our asses, yeah. So, sorry, Charlie. I know, I know you're only in fifth grade, but you've probably heard the word asses before. <laughs> Certainly you've heard me and John say it. We,
0: we are <laughs> responsible for all of the bad things, all of the bad words that Charlie has learned over the course yeah. of the last three years. Dude, think about this. Three, second grade. They started this in second grade.
1: That would be third third grade, John. Third, so, fourth, third, and fifth. Third, That's grade, three. third
0: grade. Yeah. Third grade,
1: fourth grade, fifth grade. <laughs> <sighs> I love your math.
0: It's great, isn't it? Third grade, same thing. Whatever. At that point, well, you, you actually subtracted
1: well there. Five, five minus three equals two, but right. you just forgot that I forgot three, four, and five all count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the point of it all is that well, you we got to have
1: Charlie teach him math.
0: Super young. It's, he's much better at math than I am. I can already guarantee that. Uh, they, but back to my original point. This touching moment here that. From third grade uh, on to fifth, that this is—I mean, how old is a third grader? I forget. What's that? Eight. Eight years old. So eight years old, starting out listening to us, bonding together over the Celtics. That's that's pretty cool. So I'm very psyched and excited to to get requests like this, um, and super super happy to to have this be a part of it. You know, and honestly, like it happens to both of us. I know Sam gets it too. You go somewhere and people recognize you from the the podcast and they, everybody's got like a little thing. They, they listen to it, whatever their own routines. And the fact that anybody is listening to us, uh, and come up and say, hi, like that's, I mean, it's mind blowing to me that people do this. So happy final day of fifth grade, Charlie, George, thanks for reaching out. You're going to enjoy yeah,
1: That's so awesome,
0: man. Really I love is... you, Charlie. <laughs> uh, and I love
1: you too, George.
0: Yes. We love you both. Uh, so much that we weren't even going to do a podcast. This is true. We weren't even going to do a podcast tonight. And we literally said, we can't skip out on a day where Charlie, they, they asked us to give us a shout out to Charlie. So we're actually going to do the podcast. Uh and today we're going to talk about the the rookie introductions at uh, the Celtics practice facility. We got to meet all of the rookies, uh, an award for Marcus Smart, and whatever other odds and ends that come to mind. Uh, let's start today with the mark. I mean the uh, the the rookies, all four introduced. Uh, I my my big impression from the day is that Grant Williams is going to be just a fan favorite. I mean that kid just is enjoying the hell out
1: as of as long as he can hoop.
0: That's true, that's true. But as but as long as he can talk more than anything, because him talking, it, it, he's just maybe it's because we spent a season of of kind of tiptoeing around some some people. In the locker room to have a kid like this come out and he's just like, yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm a goofball. I'm just having fun. Like, it's just a little bit refreshing.
1: And then Carson Edwards came out. He's like, John Corrales, I really love your tattoo. <laughs> he did. He did. That kind of took me by These kids were charming. They were, they were, they were charming. Very charming. charming. College prospects. Yeah.
0: I get complimenting me on my works. tattoo gets you like very high on my list. Get ready for my <laughs> 5,000 word feature on how Carson Edwards is already awesome. Um, that doesn't take much. But uh, yeah, they are. They, they And that's the thing. Like, I brought it up in yesterday's podcast that it feels like there might be some reaction to last year's team that all of these guys are just. Good dudes. And we heard that today uh, or Monday. Everybody, every single one of them, like Romeo Langford is a, a soft-spoken guy. Uh, so, and, and Grant Williams joked, like, we got we to get him out of his shell. But everybody else, uh, Grant, Carson Edwards, Trey Waters, they all had their moments where they had, like, these charming kind of anecdotes, uh, the way they handle themselves. Uh, like Waters talking about that play where everybody says he traveled, but he's like, I took two steps, two steps. Uh, and the, I know this might touch everybody, but I watched Kyrie Irving videos like that moment there.
1: That was the funniest part.
0: That was like, these are genuine, like, you know, <laughs> funny kind of moments. Uh, so if nothing else, these are, like, it's it's a good group of guys. Well, I don't know what kind of players they're going to be in the NBA, but it really is a, a seemingly good group of guys.
1: And they play, at least Grant Williams loves board games and video games.
0: And some game that I've never heard of because I'm an old man, but Catan on the Switch, like, he's just obsessed with it. Uh, him FaceTiming with all of the guys at, like, 1130 at night, on Sunday saying, Hey, you guys want to play games? I play board games too. Like that. That's just a hilarious image. Um,
1: someone, someone said this to me. It's like when you get to camp and you're just trying to make new friends, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, will you it's please true. be my friends? Like, can can we, can we chat tonight? Can, <laughs> can we maybe play games? I brought
0: monopoly <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, like sleepover camp. And you're worried about right. <laughs> who, who you're going to hang out with. It's like,
0: but it, you know what? It sort of almost is in that scenario. It's like in a matter of a week, you've gone from college kid, and then granted, they've all gone through the workouts and all that stuff, but you've gone from college kid to now you've been drafted. You've had this wild moment. Now you're in a new city. This city's now your home. Like, it's unlike so many other jobs that are out there that you, it's such a whirlwind. And the only people you have in that moment is the other guys that are there. So it's like, we're here, we're doing this thing tomorrow in Boston. Like we're, we're getting this introduction. Like, let's, let's hang out. Let's do something like it's, it's cool. It it was, it was kind of cool to kind of get like, that look from these guys. I don't know about you. When I was at
1: age, like, hang out or do something, wasn't, like, let's play Catan on Switch. Well, sure. <laughs> it was a little different than that. But probably for the best, that, that's Grant Williams' idea sure. of a uh, great night on the town. He is, like. And it's especially hilarious because it's one year after Robert Williams, yeah. Was was like, late to his right. post draft press conference phone call, I will and say, then totally missed his first day of summer league practice I, because he missed his flight. And, I love and that then idea. meanwhile, okay. these kids are like, "Oh, I love board games. Yeah, like, <laughs> I love board games too." What should we wear to tomorrow's press conference? Like, oh, we got to really
0: dress up for this, huh? It's such an aw shucks <laughs> group. I like the idea of calling Grant Williams the On Time Lord because just him being just punctual and calling.
1: I got, a, I got a rant. Uh oh, Time Lord has been overused.
0: Oh come on,
1: Time Lord is overused. Everybody's talking about it too much. We're asking rookies about Time Lord. It's 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 gone too far.
0: No, I I respectfully disagree.
1: It's gone too far.
0: No, this is part of the weird Celtics. You cannot
1: give of- you cannot give a Celtics rookie Robert Williams. You cannot give another Celtics rookie his nickname when he's done nothing in his career. You cannot be giving sub nicknames for somebody who's done literally nothing.
0: I don't think that's going to stick. I don't see young
1: don't honesty was much
0: better. <laughs> I think you're biased. I think you're biased. Uh, I think, I think you should be running the Houston Rockets Twitter account.
1: Yeah. If, if I was, <laughs> it would be even, even punchier than it already is.
0: Um, I don't. I think the on time Lord is a funny joke, but I don't think that's going to be his actual nickname. Like, that's not going to stick. Time Lord stuck for a reason. Like that. That has a thing.
1: I'm over time Lord.
0: All right, I'm done. Fine. You can be over time Lord, but I'm done. It's great.
1: <laughs> it, it has run like the shot clock out of time.
0: <laughs> 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 well, that that's a good one. That's well played. Thank uh, you. Thank I, I don't think time Lord's going away any at any time, but. Uh, Whatever, that's fine. You don't have to use it, Jay. Uh, so okay, so that was today. My I'm the time name. god, though. <laughs> that is not going to
1: stick at all. Uh, <laughs> I, all I need is one person on Twitter to call me the time god.
0: That's it. Oh uh, well, now now you're just trying to give yourself a nickname, like you. The you you've gotten away with the kid. The
1: kid has actually become <laughs> become a nickname. You've gotten away with it. You do so it, it's funny you do because.
0: It it sticks.
1: I don't even like I call myself the kid, but I also call everyone else the kid.
0: You haven't called me the kid.
1: I have called you the kid. I'm sure I've called you the kid because I call everyone the kid.
0: I'm pretty sure you haven't, but that's okay. Because there's no reason to call me the kid unless it's ironic because you're the God, I'm you're the God. I am old enough to be God. That's, that's probably the closest comparison that you can get. Like I've been around since, you know,
1: he's got a little more hair.
0: He definitely does. He definitely does. Flowing <laughs> locks. That's okay. I'm comfortable. This is. I always say that this my 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 hairstyle or lack of hairstyle is a choice. Although I, I'm going to admit now, it's becoming a less of a choice as the years go on. So, but it was originally 100% my choice. Now it's like.
1: I don't buy it's a choice anymore.
0: A, it's it's like 80% my choice. Like, I could grow it out, but I'd have to do some things to it to kind of, like, get away.
1: You'd have have a a comb over, like, just a nasty comb over.
0: No, I I still, I think, I think I'm down to, like, I've lost probably about 20% of it. It's not comb over. It's very widow's peak. Like, it's, it would be, but I'm not, I'm not a comb over stage. I don't know if, we'll see, but maybe we won't because I'm just going to keep shaving my head. I like that choice. It works for me. I'm lucky I've got a good-shaped head. Okay. Eh. Yeah. No. No. That, that's that's true. I have a good-shaped head. It works. Yeah. Eh. We're going to take a break. <laughs> this was
1: probably the most useless segment we've had, by the way, except for no, no, our dedication to Charlie.
0: We're talking about the rookies.
1: It was a fun... Not much, though. So. We had a good time. We had a good time. It was a good segment. time.
0: Good time, had by all. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll talk about Marcus Smart. It's it's the Locked On Celtics podcast. Not, shout out to Charlie.
2: NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Marcus Smart is back in Boston. He's holding his camps at Brandeis. We, the Rain and Jays, amongst other media, will be talking to Marcus Smart at some point, maybe while you're listening to this podcast. So watch out for more Marcus Smart stuff. In the middle of all of this, we're celebrating Marcus Smart getting the Hustle Award, whatever that is. There's a Hustle Award. Yeah, what the hell is that award? I don't know.
1: Why do they come up with random ass awards? I don't know. I, I didn't even have a beef with this until right now when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "The, the uh, See, it, I was going to say the effing it, hustle see, award, but no, Charlie's Charlie, listening.
0: No, look, just if we can't control ourselves for one show when Charlie's listening.
1: But yeah. Charlie's been listening the whole time. Charlie's heard us drop F bombs repeatedly.
0: But that, that was natural. Now just, just show a little bit of restraint. Um,
1: this is for you, Charlie, (laughs) this is our restraint for you, baby.
0: Um, I don't know what the hustle award is. I think that's the one that's like the one fan voted award. Like I think I, whatever it is,
1: I, I didn't even know there was a hustle award.
0: I mean, it should be, it should be the Marcus smart hustle award. Like
1: that's the, the Tommy, the Tommy award is what
0: it is basically so it's like it's, i'm looking at the awards like list of winners so you have the special nba awards honors so there's the obvious lifetime achievement awards which went to larry and magic shout out to larry and magic by the way i don't you didn't watch this but i watched this larry bird went out there and made a speech talking about all his favorite teammates and you know this the the game is in good hands and i'm not Basically, there are guys out there that, that say the game was better when they played, and that's, I don't believe that. The, the game's in good hands, and, and bull like a very nice speech. Magic Johnson came out and started giving his speech, and in the middle of it, he's like, oh, let me tell you about the story about Jamal Wilkes, and basically proceeded to tell a story about he threw a pass that Jamal Wilkes didn't see coming, and then the next time down, he threw a, the pass off of Jamal Wilkes' head, and then that was the end of the story. He just called Goddamn Jam- Jamal Wilkes, called Jamal Wilkes out for no reason whatsoever. A complete non sequitur in his speech. And it was just like, hey, here's a time where I threw the ball off Jamal Wilkes' head because he didn't know that I was so on my grace So you actually watched the NBA Awards tonight? So I turned it on. and You were the one. You were the one. I muted I muted a lot of it. Like, I basically muted all of the segments as I was doing some writing. Uh, because we're, we're putting out a piece on, uh, we're putting out a, a joint piece on how to spend the Celtics cap space. Um, so as I was writing, I had it on, but mostly muted. But when I saw that Larry and, and magic were getting honored, I had to turn it up. So I did watch that part. Um, and that was a nice moment, but the, the, the magic thing was, was funny. Um, but. Anyway, back to my point. Goddamn Jamal Wilkes, man. (laughs) It was a a wild night. Uh, So the Special NBA Awards honors the Lifetime Achievement Award, the Sager Strong Award, which went to Robin Roberts, and then the Hustle Award, which went to Marcus Smart. I I don't know who votes on it, whatever, but he got it. So congratulations to Marcus Smart.
1: Uh, I, I feel like if anyone would appreciate getting that award it would be Marcus Smart yeah like other people are proud of their scoring prowess other people like want to be this want to be that I'm pretty sure Marcus Smart just wants to be best known as like a warrior (laughs) who hustles his balls off is yeah sorry sorry Charlie (laughs) Who, who hustles like heck and and plays as hard <laughs> as you can at all times.
0: <laughs> Good so, save. Good save.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like knowing that Charlie's out there listening to us now because now every time I say something insane, I'm just gonna be thinking about Charlie listening. And
0: you should just live your <laughs> life like that. Like when you are walking into the practice facility all loud, like you normally do. Just think Charlie's you, listening. You
1: tell people what I normally say when I walk into the practice facility.
0: Uh, I don't know, you're usually yelling something. What's up, mother bleepers?
1: Yeah. No, yeah. it's there's no bleep involved, but it's it's normally loud. Jay I'm, Jay makes a I'm, very
0: loud entrance to the practice yeah. facility. Like everybody walks in. Calmly, hey, how's it going? Oh, well, you know, set up get your computer out, plug in, whatever. Then in comes Jay, just like a like a whirlwind. Hey, what's up, mother? Bleep. <laughs> so, I'm an energy giver. You are. You're full of something. <laughs> um, uh, Marcus Smart also got four votes, four third place votes for defensive player of the year. Which is nice. Um, Rudy Gobert won that award, but uh, those four votes made him what? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth five, six, seventh, eighth out of ten, just behind Kawhi Leonard, who got one first place vote and one third place vote. Um, so yes. that's it. That's the extent of the Celtics' involvement in the because uh, no Celtics got any. I'm looking at the totals for most improved. That certainly wasn't going to get anybody. I would contend that if the Celtics had a better season, that Jalen Brown might have gotten some votes for six-man, like third-place votes or something.
1: Yeah, maybe. I won't argue that strongly one way or another.
0: (laughs) Uh, Giannis got the MVP. Luka Doncic got the Rookie of the Year. Pascal Siakam, most improved player. Defensive player of the year was Rudy Gobert. Sixth man was Lou Williams. Coach of the year, Mike Budenholzer. Exec- it, yeah?
1: No, I was, I was just going to say, it, it's funny because normally on this night, I always have to stay attentive because I figure like one of the Celtics like, has a chance to win, whether yeah. it's Brad Stevens or like somebody else with some other award. Tonight, I was like, yeah, there's no chance. And Marcus Smart won the Hustle Award. But any of the well-known awards that actually have existed for a long time, um, like there was no chance, zero chance any of the Celtics zero. figures were going to win. So
0: Zero votes for Coach of the Year. Brad Stevens not on any of the lists. Executive of the Year, not a sign of Danny Ainge. Uh, not that not that either deserve to be on any of the list. It's just funny to see Vladi Divon,
1: <laughs> one I mean, of my boys one boy. of my friends. Yeah, this is a good text. He texted, "No votes for Danny." He put together a team that had a fifty nine and a half win over under. <laughs> kind of disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well played. That's a good one.
0: Uh, other, other awards. Um, so John Horst of the Milwaukee Bucks got the Executive of the Year award, uh, which is voted on by other executives. Um, the, the really the most interesting part of this is that Masai Ujiri got, was in fourth place after orchestrating the Kawhi trade, the Marcus All trade, um, Little, that's a little bit of a surprising result. Uh, but Milwaukee's John Horst, who did a good job as well, uh, got got that award. Not undeserving, just thought it would be a little bit closer. And then player voted awards, the teammate of the year, Mike Conley, who's no longer a teammate of any of the Memphis Grizzlies. And the sportsmanship award also to Mike Conley. Uh, I'm sure he'll take that with him in Phoenix. And the community service award, Bradley Beal. That's it. That's your awards night. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> you sound so
1: enthusiastic about the award,
0: dude. This award show is so stupid. It's just dumb. Why? Why are you doing this on June twenty fourth? Like no one cared. It was nice, like, to see Giannis be emotional and moved, and you know, crying when he's p- picking up the award. Like that. That was a nice moment. Is, you
1: know, is that a sign he's leaving?
0: Yes, totally. You know, it was a goodbye. Totally goodbye. So, Kevin
1: Durant, like, you know, he had the emotional thing. He's like, you the real MVP? Yep. Gone.
0: That's it. I'm just saying. It's total. It's a sign. When you cry, because the crying is a sign of, like, you're leaving and you're sad. So he knows that in two years he's gone.
1: And thanking everyone around you that yeah. you appreciate so much.
0: Yep. Total sign that he's out. Absolutely. <laughs> he thanked the city. I mean, what more do you need? He's going to sign yep. with Clutch Sports in probably two weeks at this point.
1: End up on the Lakers. And then when he gets there, alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron, Corrales will be like, you know what? I don't think they're title favorites.
0: I think I think Giannis might swing it for me. <laughs> All right. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the show after the break here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. a couple of odds and ends to wrap up the show. Danny H spoke, uh, as well at the introduction, had his own little availability with the media, talked about how it's going to be a busy week to prepare for free agency. Uh, I think basically he's saying without saying like he, he, everybody knows that things have changed dramatically. Um, he says, I like the fact that we have different opportunities and some flexibility. Don't really know what's realistic yet. Uh, have you, Jay, considered what the most realistic path is yet for the Celtics?
1: Uh, have I considered it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do I know what will happen? Absolutely no. not.
0: Nobody knows what's going to happen. But yeah. Like if if but just out of you know this is complete. We didn't discuss this before the show, so we're flying blind. But uh, what do you think is the most realistic?
1: I mean, I have thought about scenarios from absurdly unrealistic to probably pretty realistic. Um, one of the absurdly unrealistic ones, and I'm just sharing this for the podcast, it, it will almost certainly never happen. But what if the Celtics like? They can clear, easily clear thirty-four million in cap space. They can clear a handful of more million if they want to do some not particularly painful things. What if they offered a max to like Kevin Durant, <laughs> and then what if they then traded like Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum for somebody else? so so these are the absurdly unrealistic things that i do think about um and things that like like what if they put together like kevin durant like trade jalen brown memphis pick gordon hayward for bradley beal and like a bad contract from the wizards say that again sign kevin durant (laughs) trade for Trade Jalen Brown, Memphis pick, and Gordon Hayward for Bradley Beal and a bad contract from the Wizards.
0: Hmm. Like, I mean, like,
1: like it, It's totally, it's, it's totally crazy, totally unrealistic. Yeah. It's not happening. It's not happening. at all. Hundred percent chance it won't happen. But these are the things I think about. Sure, and because that's what we are supposed to think about. Because but, yeah, you, you think about anything that could possibly happen, and I'm sure the Celtics front office is thinking about the same stuff. But I mean, if you put together that team, like that team
0: would be pretty good. Not bad. It'd be pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> uh, here, so I I go back and forth, and after having a conversation with uh, my Mass Live teammate Tom Westerholm, I I didn't put much stock into the Celtics clearing cap space because I think, you know, like when you are in this position, you might as well clear cap space because you never know what the, the, the year will present. Like if you're able to put together a team, a a nice little team, uh, maybe you take on a bad contract, maybe you take on a contract that somebody wants to get rid of. you, You accumulate some assets, whatever, It's valuable, but then I think about, like, why did they get, why did they move Aaron Baines? Like, the Aaron Baines thing is, is the sticking point here. At first, I'm like, well, I, I think that Aaron Baines went to the team and said, Hey, uh, I think he knew. I'm just guessing here. I think he knew that things were falling apart. He said, I'm going to opt in, but, uh, trade me. Like, let's work together here and uh, get me out of here, and and I can go to a place that I can play or win or whatever. So they came up with a trade to Phoenix. I'm pretty sure Phoenix is going to buy him out. I feel like if the Celtics sent Phoenix, like when this deal gets done in the first week of July, I feel like the Celtics, if they send the cash to buy him out, like if it's... If the final deal is, uh, I forget, was it 24 plus Baines to Phoenix for the, the Milwaukee pick? I think if they send like $3 million in cash with that deal and that's the amount of the buyout, then the signal that that gives me is that they were doing Baines a favor They didn't want the buyout on their books because that cut into their cap space. So they found a team that would do it for them and they sent the cash to do it, which means that cap space is even more valuable and maybe they have a plan for it. I don't know if what I'm saying is even making sense right now, but I think I feel like the Celtics might actually have a plan for $34 million in cap space as opposed to just clearing cap space and let's see what they do and piecing together a couple of good players and maybe taking on a bad contract.
1: It would be, I mean, they've got a 34 million is a lot. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's, it's,
0: um, it's a max contract. Plus that plus more.
1: Well, a young max.
0: It's, it's young a, max plus it's a more. seven, 34 million is a seven to nine year max. The only guy, the only guy they couldn't sign is Durant, but they could yes. sign, they could go sign, the young max is the the Wait. like D'Angelo Russell, which is like twenty seven million. But they could go out and sign the seven to nine million seven to nine oh. year Max, which is the Kawhi Leonards of the world, which starts at thirty two. Thirty two and change. So they would have enough money. Not that they would go get that guy, not that Kawhi's coming to Boston, but that's the level of free agent that they could sign with that cap space. Mm. They
1: would and their make- pitch, their pitch would probably be, come here, sign in cap space. We'll trade Jalen Brown and several picks, and get you a running mate, and you'll have a chance in the East, and you'll play for Brad Stevens, who most people, except for one notable exception <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one year, emphasis um, on most people, most people seem to really like playing for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know how big their dreams are. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure, like, the top free agents probably will not consider Boston this year after everything that's gone on and the fact that they can't build, like, an obvious title winner no matter what happens. But, like, they have enough flexibility to at least dream about stuff like that.
0: Yeah, dream, but yeah,
1: I mean, like a dream.
0: Like I brought up Kawhi. Like obviously, that's not a, a realistic target. Like Kawhi's, Kawhi's two choices are Toronto, where he just won a championship. You're not going to leave Toronto to go to Boston. Like you just won a championship there. Stay there, um, or he's going to go to L.A. and the Clippers. I don't understand why people still talk about Kawhi to the Lakers. Like that's a possibility. I know the Lakers are working over the next 10 days or so to clear that space. Maybe they can, but I would feel like that if he goes anywhere, it's going to be the Clippers. He's going to want his own team. He's going to want to recreate what Toronto was. Uh, he's not going to want to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis and be a third wheel there. So, But regardless, he's not going to want to come to Boston. In that scenario, why would he? Uh, the Celtics aren't going to sign Durant. Uh, and who's left? Which of the major free agents are left? No, none. <laughs> yeah. You know? so like Clay Thompson. Right. And Clay's not leaving. So now you're in the Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Kemba Walker range. And I'm not maxing out. I'm not going for Jimmy Butler. Like that's no, no thanks. Um, Kemba is—I I don't think he's leaving. Uh, I don't think he's leaving Charlotte. And also, that's, that's a hell of a lot of money to spend for Kemba. I love Kemba Walker, but like that's—I don't think that's the best allocation of that money. So
1: I, I like how we we've made a podcast out of things that are never going to happen. Sure. That's, this is for this is for Charlie.
0: Look, man. We're out here podcasting for the people and today specifically for for Charlie.
1: This is for Charlie and my man George.
0: 5th grade man. I forget 5th grade. What what do you study in 5th grade?
1: I bet Charlie's a young legend too. If he's listening to us, he's he's probably just crushed it in 5th grade.
0: Oh my god. He's pro- people are probably just like talking about like crap and he's like dropping cap holds and like, real knowledge. Like, he's, he's like, going to be a future GM.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Charlie's an absolute legend. Plus, Plus he it's do his math. last day of school tomorrow, so he's looking forward to the summer. And the last day of school is the best day of the year. Like, yeah. that yeah, was... Like, burn your books and... I would do basically anything to experience the last day of school feeling again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, having that summer... This is. I'm speaking directly to Charlie now. Appreciate your summer's <laughs> off.
1: Cherish it, Charlie.
0: <laughs> Cherish it. You have no idea what's coming, Charlie. <laughs> Adulthood sucks. Stay young forever. <laughs> <What's> you? are <laughs> gonna go to camp. You're gonna be one going day.
1: To one day you'll grow old enough that you'll claim that your hair. Your bald hair is your choice, but
0: (laughs) totally is.
1: Really, it's not.
0: It's a one hundred, well, seventy nine percent by choice. Charlie, stick to your guns on things like that. You know the truth. (laughs) Enjoy the summers, damn it! Enjoy them. You're gonna go camp. You're gonna like. I mean, fifth grade. You're what eleven years old now. 11, 12, something there, were right?
1: Probably 11, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, middle school is coming around the corner. In a couple of years, you're going to be in middle school. Like Isn't
1: fifth grade middle school?
0: I don't know nowadays. But seventh,
1: fifth grade was middle school for me.
0: No, seventh was for me. Yeah, my ele- you're an old-timer. My, yeah, I know. I, I definitely am an old-timer. My <laughs> elementary school was K-6. through six. Baldwin, Elizabeth Baldwin Elementary in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. But yeah, and then uh, for me, and it it wasn't even called middle school; it was called junior high school, and it was that was only seventh and eighth grade, one school for two grades, and then we went to high school. So
1: that's where they almost taught you how to read.
0: uh, reading! I got, I got reading (laughs) down.
1: Fine, you can read. That's right. I can read. They almost taught you how to add and subtract.
0: Uh, I my math is just like that's. Yeah, that's terrible. I, I can use a calculator. I can use a calculator and spreadsheets to do the math for me. I know which numbers I should be looking for, and I can plug them into machines to tell me what the real number is. Just my brain can't compute the numbers at all, like not one bit. So.
1: Yeah, you? we can tell.
0: Yeah, dude, we totally can tell.
1: <laughs> Charlie's sitting there like, yeah, I know, John.
0: Yeah, Charlie, Charlie – it could do my math section on the SATs like now. So Charlie's better at math than me, guaranteed.
1: What would you get on the math SATs?
0: I don't remember, but I actually did pretty good on the SATs. I think I got like an 1,100. But that was back when it was a 1,600.
1: Yeah, mine was 1,600 too. I got a 1,420,
0: bro. Oh, look at you. That's nice. I just
1: wanted to let you know I'm superior.
0: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
1: So I was I was actually so dumb no one believed that I got a fourteen twenty.
0: That makes yeah, that makes no sense. I don't believe you. It was true. Eleven hundred is much more believable lie than fourteen twenty.
1: Fourteen twenty was a real deal. Seven hundred on English, seven twenty on math.
0: What did I get? I don't even remember how the split was. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, the math split was much lower. Like I, I basically aced the English and
1: Is isn't it sad? Like I'm still proud of my SAT scores, like that is sad. That is sad, Fifteen man. years later.
0: That's that's sad. What what are SATs now like?
1: That's all I got though. Like I was never a good student. <laughs> <laughs> I was never good. I was never a good basketball player in college. Like all I got is my SAT scores, man. I ch- I cling to those.
0: Um, they had... I just
1: overachieved on standardized tests. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you figured out the pattern for filling out the ovals.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: All right, Charlie. Hope you enjoyed this podcast because it was done specifically for you. Hope that last ride to fifth grade was worth it, and seriously, enjoy it, man. Enjoy it now because it just goes downhill. No, I'm kidding. Um, but seriously, though, thank you guys for for the note, and it's very much appreciated. Hope you've enjoyed it. We've had a little bit of fun with this podcast. Uh, all of you, other listeners this podcast was not for you. So just ignore it. Just don't even subscribe. Just delete it from your. No subscribe. No actually, subscribe. Actually, subscribe. please subscribe. Please subscribe because the, the casino opened up down the street and I still subscribe want to- for Charlie. Yeah. Do it for Charlie. Forget, forget my needs, Charlie. This is his childhood. We as a group have warped this young mind. We have, we have created Whatever monster he's going to become, and it's our fault. So the least that you can do to repay George, who's got to raise this poor kid that whose mind we've warped, you got to subscribe. I don't even mean, know that doesn't even make any sense, but just do it anyway.
1: That was a roundabout way of just saying, please subscribe for yeah, Charlie. Yeah,
0: subscribe to the show. Just do it for Charlie. <laughs> Charlie deserves your subscription, and we'll take the money for it. But Charlie deserves. A subscription. <laughs> So go ahead on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, all of those places. They have podcasts wherever podcasts exist, so do we. Give us a good rating. Give us a five-star, uh, five-star rating and a good written review. That's how that goes. And share the podcast. Tell everybody to listen to Lockdown Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.